Welcome to the Lucky Let Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto, coming to you just moments after the conclusion of day five of the U.S. Open. Hard to believe, five days already done in the books. We saw a monumental night session tonight. In fact, we had a monumental day. That was The tournament really felt like it kicked into a higher gear with a great matchup between Rafael Nadal and Harn catching off on Arthur Ashe. Nadal survived in four sets. A very big win for the Spaniard. Came through and defeated Hachinov 5-7-7-5-7-6-7-7-6-3. Nadal was in real trouble after losing the first set. It looked like he might lose the second. He had to battle to win sets three and four, so a very difficult struggle. We'll have some chat about that match coming up. But before we do that, let's talk about the results of the night sessions. We saw Serena Williams defeat her sister Venus. Uh, it wasn't the match that we wanted to get from those two, but sometimes that happens. Serena with a 6-1-6-2 win. We'll also hear from Venus Williams about how well she felt Serena played in this match. And of course, Serena, the 17th seed, will be facing Kaya Kanepi in the round of 16 as she continues her quest for a 24th major title. Other night se- session matches, we saw Carolina Pliskova, the number eight seed, doing well, coached by Conchita Martinez this week in Flushing Meadows. She took out a young American, a 19-year-old, by the name of Sonia Kennan. Final score there, 6-4-7-6-2. And the other night match, which took place on Armstrong, was a victory for Canada's Milos Raonic. He took out Stan Wawrinka, 7-6-6-6-4-6-3. We'll actually hear from Wawrinka a little bit. We'll also get a quote or two from Victoria Azarenka, who faced a very informed Sloane Stephens today and was not able to get a set off of her. So, so much to talk about. A completely thrilling day five. It's hard to believe we're coming to the conclusion of week one already. Tomorrow, we'll go to the bottom half and play... 16 third round matches, eight on the men's side, eight on the women's side. By the end of the day, we'll have the round of 16, what we call week two, all set up in Flushing Meadows. Yeah, so where do we really start? There is just so much to talk about. It was an exciting day of tennis. I guess you have to backtrack and look at the victory by Rafael Nadal, the Spaniard looking to become the first ATP player to successfully defend the U.S. Open title since 2008. It was Roger Federer who won his fifth consecutive title that year. Since then, it has not been successfully defended by a man, and Nadal was certainly challenged today by Russian's Karen Hachanov, and he had to battle hard to successfully overcome the young Russian. A big victory for Nadal. I guess you can look even earlier in the day we saw Sloane Stevens also moved her title defense forward. The American takes out Victoria Azarenka in straight sets, 6-3, 6-4. It is Stevens' third consecutive win over Azarenka, another big one that moves Stevens into a round of 16 matchup with Elise Mertens. There were some other good matches. Kaya Kanepi, the woman who took out Simona Halep in the first round, is still alive. She will face Serena Williams in the round of 16. Ash Barty and Karolina Pliskova also came through. And Alina Svitolina, nobody talking about her that much. The number seven seed got past Wang Kang of China in straight sets. On the men's side, the night finished off with 
Juan Martin Del Potro and Del Potro's victory kind of triggers me into thinking a little bit about the way I viewed the tournament before it started on the men's side and the way I view it now. Before the tournament started, I would have been completely convinced that only three players could potentially win the title, Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer. Now I'm starting to see a small crack, maybe a small little possibility that Del Potro, who was very good tonight in his straight set victory over Fernando Verdasco, I see Del Potro, possibly Marin Cilic, and maybe even Kevin Anderson, who notched a big win over Denis Shapovalov today and is really coming into his own as a player. I possibly see those three, Cilic, Del Potro, and Anderson fitting into this third tier of contenders, and we'll have to watch their progress as we move into the business end of the U.S. Open. We're getting closer. Tomorrow we will finish off the third round in the bottom half of the men's and women's singles draw. Lots to look forward to. Also lots to look back on. We'll start with Victoria Azarenka. The Belarusian hasn't quite gotten herself into form this year and she's a little bit frustrated by that loss to Sloan Stevens. Of course, she was 3-0 against Stevens prior to this season and now Stevens rising rapidly in the rankings and as a Grand Slam and potential Hall of Famer has taken the last three from Azarenka. Let's listen in on, on Azarenka as she voices her concerns and gives her opinion on what she might be looking forward to in 2019. I just need to cut down my enforced errors and then, then everything is going to be okay. Everything is fine. I hit all the shots there. It's just those enforced errors that come out and right now they're costing me matches so I have to work on that. You can definitely feel the frustration there from Azarenka who thus far this season has won 15 of her 26 matches. She has not made a major impact at the majors but we must keep in mind that Azarenka only returned to tennis at Indian Wells this year. She had about nine months off from last July. She has had a lot of issues to deal with personally. Not only has she given birth to baby Leo and has become a mother, but she's also been involved in a custody battle. So I think in her condition, it's a very unique situation and she's going to need time to work it out. Here's the good news for Azarenka is that she really seems to be looking forward to the future. She plans to play this fall in Asia, and I think she's planning on having a big 2019. Let's hear what she says about right that. Right now, it's all pluses for me. As long as I put in work in the off season, I'll be lights out. So in your mind, do you think you can return to the very top and, and uh, hold up some slam trophies down the line? Trust me, I wouldn't be sitting here if I, if I didn't think that I would be at home and doing a bunch of different things and be very successful in those things, but I want to do this. You know, we travel along the same vein and we can see a very similar trajectory traveled by Stan Vavrinka. Vavrinka, of course, knocked out of the draw tonight, rather surprisingly, by Milos Raonic. And the Swiss, now 13-14 and 14 on the season, has had great difficulties coming back from a double knee surgery last season. And we know that can't be, be easy. But the bright side for the Swiss, much like Azarenka, is that he's showing better form lately. He's been on the court more consistently. We really thought that at the U.S. Open he might be able to get a little bit further because he won three matches consecutively at the same event for the first time just two weeks ago at Cincinnati for the first time this season, rather. And then he challenged Roger Federer in the quarterfinals. Vavrinka, of course, was taken out by Raonic, and he was frustrated by the loss. We'll listen to a quote from him shortly. 
but in the end there is this feeling of hopefulness Vavrinka, much like Azarenka, believes that he'll be back in 2019 and just with a, a strong finish to the season and a productive offseason, he could hit the ground running and become a major contender once again. It's just you, you need to get used at that level again. Uh, it's not only about the tennis to get back at that level, not only about the fitness, but it's also also about the mental, the, to know exactly those, those little moments that everything is clear and you go for it and you do it and you don't don't get soft and that's what happened tonight i got a little bit uh, tight i got uh, a little bit of hesitation on, on a few points and and i know exactly that a match like that it's it's not going to be uh, 20 points it's going to be maybe four three points but those points can completely change a match and tonight he was very stronger than me now, speaking of players on the comeback trail and working themselves into form, how about Serena Williams? We saw her at Wimbledon make a pretty stunning return, playing her first Wimbledon as a mother and going all the way to the final. But at the same time, we also saw her struggle in that final, getting, I'd say, dominated by Angelique Kerber in that final, losing it in straight sets. And after that, Final Williams arrived in Northern California and suffered the worst, most lopsided loss of her professional career, winning just one game against Johanna Contas. So we wondered, is Serena going to be able to take it up another notch? She showed pretty good form in Cincinnati, but it was ultimately defeated early by Petra Kvitova here at the U.S. Open. Those hopes are starting to brim again because she's looked so good in this tournament. And specifically, she looks so good taking out her sister tonight, 6-1-6-2, a very emphatic exclamation point type of win for Serena Williams. And now as we look at the women's draw in the top half, what used to be a quarter of death that included Simona Halep and Garbini Muguruza is now looking wide open, or at least more wide open for Serena Williams, who will face Kaya Kanepi next, and then could potentially face Ashley Barty or Karolina Pliskova in the quarterfinals. So things have become a little more manageable for Williams here. And her sister Venus is one of the many that was impressed by Serena's form tonight. Yeah, I think it's the best match she's ever played against me. I mean, um, I don't think I did a lot wrong, but, you know, she just did everything right. So obviously at that level is definitely where she was going to want to stay. So yeah, just a lot of little sister beating up on big sister. That's what we've seen at the majors lately. Serena records her sixth consecutive win over big sister Venus at the majors. She improves her lifetime record against her sister to 18 and 12, but always, always, it's not so much about who wins these matches. It's about the incredible duo, how well the Williams sisters have done in tennis over the last 20 years. I mean, just remarkable. Their first meeting over 20 years ago, and now here they are sharing the biggest stage in tennis and captivating so many tennis fans, young and old. Other unbelievable moments today, the sportsmanship shown by Denis Shapovalov and Kevin Anderson, who went back and forth complimenting each other. Anderson made a nice gesture by not taking an injury timeout before Shapovalov served late in that match. So 
We've had a lot of controversy in the first four days of the U.S. Open, but day five was a little warmer, a little more touching, and we'll leave you on that note, and we'll look forward to day six tomorrow. So much on tap with Roger Federer and Nick Kyrgios in the day session, Novak Djokovic, Maria Sharapova versus Yelena Ostapenko in the night. We're looking forward to it all. We'll be back tomorrow night to chat with you again. Thanks for listening to the Lucky Letcord Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express. I'm your host, Chris Otto. I'll look forward to you talking to you again tomorrow and hopefully more and more throughout this U.S. Open fortnight. Take it easy, y'all. <laughs>